Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 406. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. On today's show, you're going to learn the five things to do before purchasing a home. I had a question from a listener, and it was this. Are there creative ways to purchase property for a personal residence? My income at the moment is solely from my business. It can get tricky to qualify for mortgages unless you have a full-time steady job. Any tips on purchasing a personal residence or any tips to prepare, especially since I agree interest rates will be rising? Well, that was a great question. The first thing you want to do before you do anything else is I want you to perfect your credit and raise your credit score. That is numero uno, first thing you've got to do. You can go to www.annualcreditreport.com and that will tell you your credit score for free. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes on my um, website under Podcast 91. While lots of places advertise that they give credit reports for free, this is the only site that's authorized by federal law to do it for free. So there's no surprises, no fake billing, no, you know, no scams, none of that. So annualcreditreport.com. And again, I'll link to it in my show notes. So you want to start to perfect your credit. That is the very first place to start because that is where you're going to have to deal with banks or mortgage companies on getting your loan. And the first thing they're going to want to know is what is your credit? So that can take some time to repair. And of course, if you have credit cards, you need to pay off your credit cards. If you do have credit card debt that you need to pay off, make sure you use my system, not the debt snowball, because my version will improve your credit while you're paying off the debt. With the debt snowball, you're paying off your largest amounts of debt last instead of first, and it can impact your credit. In other words, it's to your benefit to follow my system. It tells you how to more quickly get your credit improved while you're paying off your debt at the same time. With the debt snowball, you're not improving your credit until the very end of the whole process. So you're actually delaying improving your credit. So you don't want to do that. You want to learn how to get your credit improved while you're paying off your debt. And that's what my system will do for you. And I will leave links to the show in the show notes to both of my podcasts that tell you the process of how to do that. In a nutshell, it involves paying down your largest debt to halfway, and that will make a huge impact Uh, in improving your credit score, getting your debt down to half the size it was before on the largest debts that are maxed out. So you want to take the maxed out debt and deal with that first, bring it down to halfway of maxed out as soon as you can. And that's the fastest way to improve your credit score while paying off your debt. 
Okay, but if you want to go into all the nitty-gritty details of how that works, then go to my website and check out my two podcasts on uh, paying off debt. And I, again, I will link to that in the show notes. And you also might have errors on your credit report. That is not that uncommon. It's very common to have some errors in your credit report. Sometimes if someone has a similar name to you, their credit has been attached on your credit report. For example, Jones is a very common name, of course, and I have had other Joneses, no relation to me, be attached to my credit report. So we had to go through and uh, get all of that cleared off. That can take a little bit of time. So you want to check that out. Make sure that everything looks good. If you have creditors that are old, in other words, they've been on your report for a while, there was some mistake or some misunderstanding or some problem years ago, sometimes you can write them a letter and get that cleared up. That's also in one of my debt podcasts. You can hear that story. So those are things that are going to take some time. So the sooner you get started on working on your credit, the better off you're going to be. So again, just get started on that right away. That is numero uno. And the podcasts that you want to look at are podcasts 59 and 24. Again, I'll link to them for you in my show notes at lindapjones.com. Next, you want to start saving money for a down payment. You want to pay yourself first. So focus and raise all the cash that you can because the more money you have to put down, the easier it can be to qualify. So you want to also not only raise as much as you can as a down payment, but also reduce all of your expenses all of your outgoing expenses that you pay every month. So for example, let's say you have a second car that you don't really use. What if you sold that, added the proceeds to your down payment fund, and canceled the insurance bill that you used to pay? Now you're saving you know, some good money on the insurance you used to pay, the gas you used to have to do for that car, put in that car, the repairs you used to have to make on that car, and you've got more money for your down payment. That sounds like a good option all the way around. I would also get pre-qualified for your loan before you go home shopping by contacting a mortgage broker. And with a mortgage broker, you want to assemble a team of financial experts around you. A mortgage broker is a member of that financial team. So what I always do is find a very successful mortgage broker. And you can do that by sometimes there's advertisements in real estate publications, you know, the free real estate magazines that you get at the store. Sometimes they mention in there that so-and-so it has, you know, was the number one mortgage broker, blah, blah, blah. You want to look for that kind of language because those people are can be creative. They can be resourceful. They can, it shows me that they go the extra mile to get the loans closed for people. So you want to find a mortgage broker who is a top producer. You can ask realtors who they recommend or who they know in the industry is a top producer. Um, those are all you know, good ways to find a mortgage broker. So try to find a top grossing per mortgage broker. Uh, 
and then talk with them about what different types of loans are available. Because there's loans from governmental agencies like FHA and Fannie Mae, and depending on whether this is your first home or not your first home, you know, there's also conventional mortgages from banks and mortgage companies. There's all different ways and sizes and shapes of mortgages. And depending on your unique situation, your employment, your income, um, you know, whatever kind of um, debt you might be dealing with, or if you're getting a gift from your parents in order to make a down payment, there's all different kinds of circumstances, and it can impact the different loans that you might want to um, be qualifying for. So talk with a good professional. Also, depending on what state you buy a home in, there may be different programs available, especially for first-time buyers. So again, find that good professional, talk with them as a consultant, and just get all the details about what you need to know about loans and what loans are available by making that loan officer a part of your team. And I'm sure you'll find that's one of the best decisions that you can make. So again, ask around your friends or realtors for a referral. If you know someone who's just bought a home, ask how they liked their mortgage broker. Uh, Word of mouth is often one of the best ways to find a good one. But also, I do like to find the people that are in the top in their industry. So in summary, here are your action steps. Number one, perfect your credit as much as possible and begin as soon as possible. So get your credit golden, get it as perfect and clean as possible, and do that right away. Number two, save the maximum down payment that you can. Come up with all of the money that you can, all of the funds available that you can come up with. Even if you get an FHA loan and only have to put 3% down and you have extra money over that, great. You'll always be able to use that extra money to make some touch-ups at home or uh, pay off some other bills or do some extra things that you need to do. So it's never a problem to have too much money. It's only a problem not to have enough. Number three, find a loan officer and educate yourself. Pick their brain, ask them questions, talk to more than one loan officer if you'd like, and really try to get down to what are the best loans for you, for your situation, what are the best loans going to be, what are the requirements of those loans, and then get started checking off all the things you need to do to qualify. So number four is to get pre-qualified. So that means before you even make an offer on a home, you go through the process and get qualified so that you'll have smooth sailing. Once you make an offer, your uh, seller will be happy to know that you're already pre-qualified. They're not going to have to worry about a contingency of you getting a loan because they're going to know you're already qualified. And number five, be aware with interest rates, in my opinion, about to rise, this may be near the top of the market. So don't get into a bidding war and don't overpay. Patience may be your friend here. Of course, if you're selling your home to buy a home, you'll want to listen to my podcast on how to sell your home for top dollar at lindapjones.com. I want to thank you for the ratings and reviews of the show. We're gathering new listeners all the time, which is super exciting. So I want to welcome anyone who's listening to us from our newest stations at Empower Radio. Welcome, welcome. If you've just found the show, I'm so excited for you. I got a nice review from someone called High School Scani. And um, what she said was, I found a gem, and she rated it five stars. She says, I absolutely love this podcast. Linda makes me feel as 
uh, as if I'm her friend and she's just keeping it real. The information is simple, practical, and makes me see money and wealth from a new perspective. I love her emphasis on mindset because I also believe that our success and failures start with the way that we think. Linda has helped me see how important that really is, and because she keeps reminding me, I am working on my mindset daily. I have introduced this podcast to my husband, and he loves it as well. Thank you, Linda, for sharing your wealth of knowledge, pun intended. Your story is amazing, and I thank you for walking in your life's purpose. You are inspiring me to do the same. Wow, those kinds of reviews just really touch my heart. I honestly feel like that's the reason I do this, is for that kind of reward. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. That means a lot. And if you're so inclined to subscribe, rate, and review the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast, I would love it. My goal is to get more reviews and more subscriptions so more people can find the show and help them be wealthy and smart too. You can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio for Android devices, or Roku Smart TV. And I really appreciate reviews in any of those places. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.